0: Thanks so much for listening. Before I get into the episode, I wanted to thank today's podcast sponsor, which is Luna and their baby keepsake castle. I personally just put all of my baby's memorabilia into these little keepsake castle boxes, and they are so adorable functional. And if you really love organization, then you're really going to love this keepsake box. So not only is it a keepsake box, but it also includes a baby book and it has space for Capturing all of the milestones of your baby's early years, and then the keepsake box itself stores all of the memorabilia that you want to keep. So, baby's first socks, and pacifier, and the little hat that they wore when they came home from the hospital. So, this keepsake castle with the baby memory book is more than just an organizational product, it's a gateway to preserving the remarkable journey of new parenthood. So, take a moment to visit. Keepsakecastle.com today and embark on creating a lasting legacy of love and nostalgia. Thank you so much for listening to the episode today. Today, we are going to be talking about the phases and stages of labor. So what do I mean by phases and stages of labor? Well, there's four main stages of labor, and these are like the big categories. Within the first stage of labor, there are three phases within that. So I'll start first with giving an overview of the four main stages, and then I'll go into some more detail for each one. So, what's the first stage of labor? That's what we typically think of when we think of somebody who's in labor and technically it's when a birthing person's cervix dilates to 10 centimeters the second stage of labor is known as the pushing phase so it's when you're at 10 centimeters and you start to actually push baby out the third stage of labor is the delivery of the placenta or as i like to call it the most forgotten stage of labor And then the fourth and final stage of labor is known as involution. And it's when the uterus contracts back from its pregnancy size to its pre-pregnancy size. And this is actually the longest stage of labor as it takes about six weeks on average for the uterus to contract all the way back down. And fun fact, the uterus is about the size of your fist pre-pregnancy. Okay, so let's get into a little bit more detail about each of the stages. So we'll talk about the first stage first, and this stage actually has three phases within it. So the first phase of the first stage of labor is known as early labor So this is when the cervix is dilating from zero to about four or five centimeters. It depends on what definition you're reading. Um, So that's what's actually happening with the body along with a lot of other things. There's not just dilation. There's effacement. There's positioning of baby's head, baby coming down, Uh, through the birth canal, starting that descent, and several other things. But in early labor, that is when contractions first begin. That also might be when someone realizes, hey, I think I might actually be in labor. And this is typically the longest phase of the first stage of labor. So then there's the second phase of the first stage of labor, and that's known as active labor. And that is when the cervix dilates from about four or five, again, depending on your definition. Some even define it as starting at six, but we'll just go for five with the average. Uh, This is defined as the cervix dilating from five centimeters to eight centimeters. So the cervix is dilating a little bit more. And this is typically when contractions get more intense, usually come more frequently, and the duration of the contractions Uh, last a little bit longer. So during this second phase of the first stage of labor, a contraction on average will last about 60 seconds. That's an average. And they will typically be about that length during active labor, but it can honestly really vary. So again, that's just an average. And this is typically when labor really starts to pick up and get more intense. And those around the person that's in labor can really tell that they are working really hard. They may not be able to talk during a contraction at this point. Um, This is also when a lot of people choose to go into the hospital or to their birth center if that's where they're giving birth. And since this is the time when labor typically starts to pick up and get more intense and more painful for a lot of people, this is oftentimes when a pain management medication is selected. So this is often when an epidural is administered somewhere in this active labor phase. Okay. And then the third phase of the first stage of labor is called transition. And this is when the cervix dilates from eight centimeters to 10 centimeters. So you're transitioning from the first stage of labor to the second stage of labor and getting ready for pushing. This is usually the most intense part of the first stage of labor. Uh, This is typically when contractions are much closer together. Sometimes they're even back to back or they double peak. Um, this is usually when the pain is also most intense, uh, the intensity, the frequency, the actual duration of the contraction is more intense as well. Um, and so the contraction can can last as long as 90 seconds, two minutes. And then if they kind of double peak or go back to back, then it can just seem like a really long contraction that goes on forever. This is like when most people are saying, "I can't do it anymore." This is when most people just want to tap out and say, "Okay, I'm, I'm done." Uh, the good news about this uh, phase is that it's usually the shortest. Um, now, usually, right? So, no labor is exactly the same. All right, so. Now moving on to talk about the second stage of labor. Okay, so the second stage of labor, as I said before, is the pushing phase. So that is when the cervix is fully dilated to 10 centimeters and is open enough for baby's head to fit through the birth canal. But it's not just the cervix that needs to be fully dilated for baby to descend. Um, It has to be fully effaced. And so effacement is when the cervix essentially thins out. The The cervix is usually long and thick and hard before labor starts. And as labor progresses, it will thin out. So it will become a lot shorter and a lot thinner. Again, it makes room for baby's head to fit through and then baby's positioning also makes a huge difference in how they descend, how quickly they descend, how easily they can make it out of the birth canal and be born. and i'm talking a lot about head descending and that is one type of a normal way for a baby to be born, but some babies can be born breech oftentimes babies who are in the breech position um a lot of times they will be born via cesarean section, but it doesn't always have to be that way, so there are babies that are born vaginally via breech delivery uh so during the pushing phase, this can last anywhere from one minute to three or four hours. It really depends on average first time moms. First time people giving birth will take a little bit longer during the pushing phase than those who have already had a baby or given birth. But again, this is just an average, so it, it really just depends um, per person. And then after baby has been pushed out, they are born, they are here earth side, they will still be attached to their mother's body by way of the umbilical cord. The baby's umbilical cord is attached to their placenta. So the third stage. Of labor is the delivery of the placenta. And that can happen anywhere from a couple minutes after baby's born up to about 30 minutes after baby's born. Um, if the placenta is still attached after around 30 minutes, depending on your provider, their protocol, where you're giving birth, um, they will typically step in with some type of intervention to encourage the placenta to then detach and be delivered. And this is just to prevent any hemorrhaging, any complications, and just to keep mom healthy. And so there are different types of interventions that can be done. A common one is to give a dose of Pitocin because Pitocin is synthetic oxytocin and oxytocin or synthetic oxytocin causes the uterus to contract. And that is what not only pushes baby out and allows baby to be born, but it also will contract all of the blood vessels in the uterus that need to clamp off in order for the placenta to detach and then be able to be delivered. And so I said in the beginning that this is often the most forgotten part of delivery. I've even heard parents say after baby was born, then the doctor said, okay, you know, kind of give a little, a, a light little push there. And both the mom and dad or whoever's in the room is like, we, what do we, why are we doing that? The baby's already here. Like, I don't understand why we're still pushing. It's like, because the placenta needs to be born. So, um, that's the third stage of labor. So then once the placenta is delivered, then comes the fourth and final stage of labor. and This is the longest. So it's called involution. And it's when the uterus contracts back from its giant, large, large enough size for a baby to live in. And it will contract all the way back down to its pre-pregnancy size. This takes on average about six weeks. So it starts the moment that the placenta is delivered and it will continue on for weeks and weeks afterwards. And that is the reason why Most people bleed for several weeks after they have a baby. It's called lochia flow, and it is getting rid of all of the excess blood tissue fluid that was in the uterus during the pregnancy. So all of that is going to be discharged and eliminated from the uterus while the uterus continues to contract back down, to get back to its pre-pregnancy size. Um, And this is also one of the reasons why if you nurse your baby, breastfeed your baby, just in the days and weeks after birth, you will often feel many small contractions. Uh, If you've had more than one baby, they might not feel so many or small. They might feel like, whoa, why am I having contractions? Again, I've already had a baby. And it's because your uterus needs to contract in order to Get back down to its pre-pregnancy size. So that's why you're having those fun little contractions even after baby's born. So that is an overview of the four stages of labor. I went into some detail about each of the stages, but um, there is so much more that I could talk about. And so I do have a four-day birth course that I put together, an on-demand um, online course that's in the show notes for this episode. And in that course, I talk way more in detail about all of the things that I just went over and things that you can do to prepare as well. I actually designed it in a way that you can take a full birth class in four days. You can take it a lot faster than that if you would like, if you're motivated or really crunched for time. But I just did that in case Um, someone is, you know, in their last week of pregnancy feeling like, oh, I never took a class, but I really want to, or if they just really want to get the information and get it knocked out in four days, and it's on demand as well so that you can go back and listen to um, or review any parts that you would like. You can take that four-day birth class. You can grab it in the show notes of this episode. I've tried to make it very affordable and accessible to everyone. All right. Well, that is it for this podcast episode. Thank you so much again for listening and please take the survey that I talked about in last week's episode so I can get a better idea of what you're hoping to learn about, to listen to different topics about, and I would just really greatly appreciate your feedback. Thank you so much and have a great week. thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you liked the episode and would like to hear more, please follow Finding Your Village wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you so much and stay safe, healthy, and connected.